Hey everybody, this is Jeff, your GM, and welcome back to Big Campaign Stories. For this maturely immature episode, everyone here with me has been on Friend and Foe Adventure Co., a wonderful podcast that I do highly recommend you all listen to. Let's get a round of hellos. Hello. <laughs> Hello. 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 Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> it was almost harmonious. <laughs> but before we start, let's get some lightsaber checks. Phil, you want to start us off? Hi, I'm Phil, and today I am playing the character of Finn Silverscales, and I rolled a 14 and a 6. I'm Riley, and I am playing an android named Geo, or G30, but, but his friends call him Geo. Oh, nat 20 on the first roll! Let's go. 30. Or three. Uh, not a 30. <laughs> Whatever numbers are. I rolled a 37. <laughs> yep, that was my roll. Dang it, I was so excited. I, I, I was 100% convinced I was the chosen one. I was rooting for you, buddy. All right, uh, Ian. Uh, okay, uh, I'm Ian. I play, I'm playing an Artonian druid named Arch. And I have rolled a 19 and a one. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right, so now you have to make a new character. <laughs> That's why they call it lightsaber checks. Are you gonna end up like Darth Maul or somebody else that lives? I don't know who lives in the show. Uh, they all do. Nobody ever dies in that show. That's true. Even even Darth Maul comes back. Yeah. Somehow Palpatine returns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And Kyle. All right. I'm Kyle. I am going to be playing Croxashock Steel Tongue, a lizard folk fighter, and I rolled a three and a one. <laughs> <laughs> we begin the scene on an airship floating across the ocean, uh, heading towards Dusk Banter. On it, we can see various people sat looking out the windows, watching the clouds go by as they approach the rainy and massive metropolis, which is the Zerain Empire. As you do, we cut around to Phil. Do you want to describe your character? We should imagine a sort of typical ranger. I've got longish. I've got Kyle hair, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very handsome. Yeah, absolutely. Bit of a bit of a beard situation going on. Let's go for long coat. Like a bit of that action. Lots of belts, lots of buckles, lots of pockets, uh, and all sorts of. I'm an undead hunter, you see. So all sorts of undead hunting, like silver blades and little vials of uh, cleansy, chemically potiony stuff to help keep them down once we've terminated them. All that sort of paraphernalia going on. As the kid kicks at the back of your seat. We cut across to an Artori, a tree folk person trying to scoot by in the aisle before you land. Ian, what does your character look like? Um, yeah, so we, uh, as you see, he's kind of like scrunched down uh, when he is like in his seat and looking out the window. He, in his hand, is trusty companion, uh, which is a, like a, a robot chameleon who is assisting in looking out the window so they can both see the clouds. As for appearance, he has just mostly made of, of tree bark and other woodland substances. But underneath you see uh, light emanating like from the eyes and through cracks in the bark. And then anything on his person is sort of made from 
like vines or other like natural materials. He has the, like especially as a staff, which you could kind of mistake for being part of him uh, if you just glance. Uh, but yeah, that is that is Arch. All right. As the airship is coming to dock, standing up on the top deck, looking out over the city, we cut to Kyle's character. What should we be imagining? Well, Garoxashock, Steel Tongue, is a green, mostly green lizard man, lizard folk man. He's a male. He's about 20 years old. However old that makes a lizard man look, I don't know. Probably not very wrinkly. He's got some sort of bone-colored protrusions above his eyes, kind of eyebrow-esque, orange colored eyes. He's clad in full plate mail, except for his feet, which don't fit normal boots, and carrying a variety of weaponry on his person. Um, he's fairly muscular, about 5'9", and um, I don't know, how handsome How handsome do you think a lizard man is? I think lizard men are pretty, pretty handsome. I think you should roll a d10. Roll a d10 to see how handsome I am? In fact, can we all do that? <laughs> he's a 4 out of 10. <laughs> okay. Finn, but is oh that like God. according to like regular human sensibilities or lizard man sensibilities? Uh oh. Guys, I got a one. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Same. I I got an eleven. <laughs> what are we rolling? <laughs> a D ten. How did you get an eleven on the D ten? <laughs> Shit, I got a two. <laughs> okay, so right. we're we're an ugly crew. We, we yeah, stand out for all the young. wrong reasons. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, Kyle, you are a. As far as the group's concerned, you are a gorgeous lizard folk. Uh, oh yeah, rock, rocking that four out of ten. Baby, look <laughs> at my scales. I just molted. <laughs> mine's mine's just psoriasis. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Look at my scales. I've just molted. But as the airship lands and as you guys exit off of the ship, customs will stop and, of course, ask you guys all the famous question of. And what are you doing here? Business or pleasure? What if my business is pleasure? Yes, I was going to say, my, I take great pleasure in my business. Arch points to himself and goes, business, and then points to blend in and goes, pleasure. <laughs> and as any minimum wage worker who hears the same joke every time, they stamp the passports and let you in. <laughs> Love it. Waiting inside the airport, though, you see a very, very comely android, Riley. He is a very sharp-looking robot, uh, style-wise, at least. He has—he's not wearing clothes, but his like his body kind of has—it looks like it has clothes. So there's like this metal plate that goes up, and it looks like it kind of has like a popped collar, kind of like you would have on like a a duster, right? Like a detective noir type coat, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. But then you can occasionally see like there's spacing in the plates and you can see little tubes and wiring and gears in there. Uh, his face plate is pretty sleek. There's no mouth or nose really. They're, they're kind of shaped on there, but no actual indentation on them. And then eyes that glow slightly orange. And there's almost like a can headphones, it looks like, but there's no band going over the top of him. It's just this metal piece where his eyes are, and there's these skinny little wings that kind of go out to the side of him. Hey, guys, how was your flight? So annoying. This kid behind me kept just kicking the back of my seat for the whole journey. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's 
Is it the tail? I can't imagine that flying is very comfortable with the tail. No, I feel like they should cut a hole into the back of these seats. Yeah, yeah like, but... Keep going with those claws, mate, and you almost did. In the back of mine. You see Arch just stretching out because he was, he was so cramped. It's like... Oh, I hate economy. Well, that's why we got to make it big, right? We got to take those big jobs to make money so that we Perhaps can fly... We can afford a first-class ticket home. One first-class amongst the three of you that you share. Like, I'm sure they'll let you share it. Right, you can sit on my lap and he can sit on yours. I I mean, I would put Arch at the the bottom, right? That, that should be the base of the seat. It's a timeshare. <laughs> Each one of us gets up to go to the bathroom and somebody else gets to sit down. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's just a cycling seat. It's not <laughs> super fair because Arch, I don't think I've ever seen you go to the bathroom the entire time I've known you. That was that was my secret plan. <laughs> it's, it's smart. But as you guys exit out at the airport into the city, you can see the massive obsidian ziggurat of Amon Advancements, the spotlights beaming into the clouds above, the now completed Duskblade Tower next to it. If you haven't been to the big city before, uh, you were assaulted by holograms, illusions, neon lights, and advertisements in every place and location. You guys have a bit of time before you uh, make your way towards the Arferi District. The Arferi District currently is in a state of unrest. Riots, protests going on about the current treatment of workers, as well as anger directed at the more affluent folk in the Arferi District, one of which you are here to remove. Famous playwright Estelle Del Rose, from your intel is shown is a high tier pathophage. In order for Finn to get their official ranking in the Order of Extinction, uh, they need to remove them. You have hours of daytime and nighttime left to do what you need to do. What are you up to? Do we need to stock up on supplies and such? I figure most of the supplies you guys already have, but if there's something special or something unique that you wanted to try to find. Um... This is your profession, so like you have, you have your silver, you have your holy water, you have the things that you normally need, but in case there's True. Some... I've never actually gone up against a... Pathophage before. What's she called? <laughs> what is she? <laughs> Pathophage. Pathophage. There you go. I reckon I'm probably going to go try and find some tinfoil that I can wear on my head to stop her from reading my emotions. <laughs> uh, does that actually work? <laughs> it does not. <laughs> Guys, don't ruin my dreams. We could go to like a restaurant or a bar or something, and I'm sure they have tinfoil there. Do they? Yeah, do they? Do would they? Arch perks up and goes, oh, Finn, Finn buys dinner. Oh, yeah, I like that idea. No. We help you get into order, Finn buys dinner. Yeah, okay, you get dinner when I've been accepted into the order. What if I buy you all like a bang up dinner and then we all get killed by this woman? I will be down good. a dinner. Good, good last meal. <laughs> nope, payment upon completion, I'm afraid. That's... He speaks sulks. <laughs> I don't know why I'm upset about this since I don't eat, but I am. I feel like you're not being a team player here. Uh, how is it being a team player where you're all basically just going to gank me for a free dinner? Huh. All right. That's logical. And I submit to your logic. If if or we Arch if we're talking about being team players, we should, I don't know, maybe go for some tapas or something and we all buy a few dishes and share. That's team playing. <sighs> Arch points. He goes, you, you, you fight, you fight playwright by, by yourself. <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> if you don't want to join in, mate, I will give it a go. 
He will. Remember the job with Larkin? And he just, we were like, we're not going to do that plan. That's a dumb plan. You don't go in guns blazing and fight a troll. Yeah, well, <laughs> my great grandmaster Leroy Jenkins tells me that, that you can do that. <laughs> <sighs> and what happened to Leroy Jenkins? He was victorious and heroic. Sadly, no, no longer with us. <laughs> I, okay, all right. Here's, you know, the tapas plan. We did that last time you guys were here. And one, none of you ate any of my meal, which was <laughs> oil-soaked metal balls. Blendin. So Blendin I did. did. I, Blendin I feel, did I have up one. On kale. Um, and then, I don't even know. Like, what do you eat, Arch? Arch? Arch, what do you eat? Same thing I always eat. Kicking ass and taking names, right. Whatever is placed in front of Arch. Oh, that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thinking of another thing, I guess, that you say. That's after we win. Yeah, yeah, right. My, ba my bad, my bad. And then Lizard, it was like, I don't know, flies. Is that racist? Is that racist of me to say? Well, yeah, I was, I was going to mention, I don't mind tapas, but I prefer my food a little more lively. So if, you know. You the, know. the thrill of the hunt and all. I'm sure the restaurant has a garden. For him to hunt in? Yeah. You know, like when you take your kids to a restaurant and there's like a playground. It's the same, but for lizards. And you've just got some rodents running around in there. You could bounce on one. Some restaurants have just giant plot. Some restaurants have giant pots with nice soil in there for our Torians to just see, sink their roots into. Yeah, that's like that, that towel that you get to like wash your face at the beginning of like a fancy meal. Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never been to a place like that both in character and out of character. <laughs> Here in the big city, um, there's more than enough locations for you guys to find a variety of foods that you wish to consume. Oh, you know what we do is we go, I, I end up, because I know the city, I propose food cart block. There's just a block that has a bunch of food carts. Can I just catch like, a, it, this is a big city, right? Like I'm thinking New York, they got big rats there. Can I just like catch a rat? Yeah, absolutely. All right, Groxashaw catches himself a rat and fills his belly with it. That rat was on his way to work. Circle of life, baby. As you guys exit the airport out in the city to find both rats, warm towel restaurants, and various oiled up metal balls. Uh, you guys will pass underneath the giant hologram of the billboard of the saving squid for one of your local Omnibarts. Heading in the direction of the R Ferry District, cruising along the freeway. Uh, who's driving? question i'm driving perfect all right and i've got some dulcet tones playing in the background it's just a sequence of beeps and that's what i have on the radio <laughs> it's just occasional like doo, ding, doo, doo. oh my god i love this one doo, doo. arch <laughs> is just tapping his foot in the back of the car just shaking the car with it <laughs> this is a banger it's not as good as their first album but like it's still got some bops i agree i love how they tie it in the song four ties into song one and there's just kind of a beautiful weave between between the whole album it's like the whole album is a musical journey of self-discovery exactly you get it you this is why we're a team Absolutely. we work well together <laughs> we bonded over the music <laughs> exactly yeah remember when we went and saw them live <laughs> the best nine hours of my life i know right <laughs> <laughs> what have you guys been up to? It's 
been a, I feel like it's been a couple months since we've seen each other, maybe? We were on a plane. It was a For blimp. months? Well, no, to here. Yeah, but, but, but before that. Oh, other things. Oh, okay. Did you guys, were you guys together? Like, did you guys do jobs without me? Did we? No. Do I believe And then we, you? All, we all reveal that we're wearing like the same t-shirt. <laughs> it says like, go, go team. <laughs> uh, friendship bracelet falls down yeah. your wrist. I'm just like, huh. We've got like gross, like bro nicknames on the back of our tops. <laughs> As you get ready to get off the freeway exit behind you, you could see Julian spray painting on the side of building massive symbols in a language that, well, don't think any of you know. That is strange. Just keep driving. Yeah. Fuck. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. As you guys continue on, there are billboards along the freeway that are playing the news. You guys can see airships up above. Uh, occasionally, you guys will be passed by the loud sirens of seeker vehicles as they are on their way to the latest altercation or violence that's erupting. Are they not bothered about the graffiti? Is that a crime? It absolutely is. Property damage is the most horrific crime you could do. Oh, there you go. These bastards. Yeah, when I was a kid, I used to just go around and murder people. <laughs> and everything was fine until you accidentally <laughs> knocked over someone's mailbox. <laughs> that's when shit got real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's why I'm missing my pinky finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is an Android what they just took your pinky finger? Like, did you get a new one? Yeah, I mean, I did get a new one, but I, it's not the same. My original pinky finger is gone. Like replacing the door on an old Honda or something. It's like one pinky is like beige. Y yeah. <laughs> the pinky finger runs on a whole different OS. He's got like one <laughs> instance of Linux running and the rest is Windows. <laughs> yeah. And it has like a lady's painted nail on it. <laughs> So, hey, Finn, this order Hi. of extinction. Yeah. What, what, what's the big deal? They're what's only, the big deal? They are only the most revered, like, undead hunting group in the entire world. If you, you are a member of the order of extinction, you, like, made it. Yeah. I mean, but will you still be able to do jobs with us? Yeah. Just I get a big, shiny-ass badge to wear on my coat. Oh, like the ones we got for that thing we went and did without... No, <gasps> never mind. Nah, but like it's the order of extinction, right? O O E. So, I just can't. I've always wanted to be an Ui, ever since I was a boy. Uh, okay. Well, what about this job specifically? Well, part of the entry requirements is that I take down a pathophage. They are so uh, dangerous and like difficult to tackle that it's like a way of proving yourself and getting into the Uis. Yeah, you can remember the words of your. Uh, trainer at the Monastery of Finality, Adrian Brightfeather, a halfling. Leroy Jenkins. That's his nickname. Uh, yeah, colloquially known as Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> as you go through the various phages, there's things like omniphages, which are creatures that can eat anything. Illican are an example of one of those. And mostly the more concrete an object a creature eats, the less dangerous it is. So things like carnophages, zombies, ghouls, they eat flesh, uh, cerebrophages, Creatures like mind flayers, the brains, sangrophages like vampires. But then you start getting into the more abstract things like pathophages that consume emotions or thoughts, uh, aetherphages, which consume magic, lexophages, which consume uh, words or stories, and the highest 
for a Ui to be able to take down is a Chronophage, a creature that eats time. Ooh. You forgot the Granitophage, which actually does eat concrete. <laughs> <laughs> They're the, like the lowest ranking one. <laughs> yeah, nobody minds those guys. No. Usually hired on construction teams to burrow To clear out the rubble high. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trouble is, though, because no, what did you say? The more concrete it eats, the easier it is to kill. So they're kind of uh, like one shots themselves. They like dig a tunnel and they just die of their own accord. It's kind of pathetic. Um, I was just going to ask a, a logistics question. I've I've dropped a few swears. Is swearing OK on this or do I need uh, to? Yeah, absolutely. No, out? <laughs> absolutely Good fucking egg. not. Thanks fuck for that. Gosh darn it. You freaking messed it up. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy. <laughs> uh, anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, we were talking about... Oh, um, pathophages are like quite high up, and that's why I need to get rid of this one so I can earn my way into the Ui's. There you go, were bringing they... us back on track, guys. Yeah. Are they second highest, third highest? What were they? Uh, they are fourth highest. Well, fourth highest. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we could probably manage this then. Yeah. So as you guys return back uh, to the uh, Airbnb that Geo is renting out in the area to set up for your assassination attempt. Uh, are there, would there be like videos or something that we could watch of plays that, is it Delacour? Delator? Estelle Del Rose. Oh gosh, I was way off. <laughs> and as you, as you talk about it, I was like, she's pretty good playwright. And like from my bag, I pull out like two of the like printed out versions of screenplays that she's written. <laughs> Her two most famous movies are Jamak, a historical thriller um, about the history of the empire. And one she did just for smaller screens called Chasing Dragons, a story about three men lost at sea and flung into a different reality. I was very disappointed with that one. There weren't nearly no, enough really dragons in that movie. It was metaphorical dragons, dude. They had to like overcome their personal like traumas. Those were the dragons. I wanted literal dragons. <laughs> well, in the sea. Little representation. <laughs> he points to chasing dragons uh, and he's like, not enough jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they can't all be Dune. Uh, uh, you have those scripts, I guess. Do you want to? Were you thinking that we actually do like a table read of them? Yeah. Do you do you think she'd sign them? Oh, you want? Yeah, okay, that's our autograph. way in. We could pretend to be super fans, and she'll be like, "Oh my god, yeah!" And then we gank her. Yes, pretend. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll make sure she signs them first. Yes. Will it? We could probably get two signed, and then you know you can keep one arch, and then the other one we sell on like. Bees Bay or whatever it's called here. It will be worth a lot more by morning. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Has her blood on it. Enlisting. <laughs> <laughs> Are they? What? What race is she? A uh, human. Human. Okay. Oh wait. So a pathophage is not a thing. That's well, not like a race. She can be a human. Like anyone can be a pathophage. Correct. Yeah. Uh, a pathophage is the type of monster she is. You'd think Just... I would have researched that before embarking on hunting one, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I would not think that because I know you. Cool. That's why we're such good friends. That's why we. That's why we know it. That's why you're here. Uh, oh, that's why I'm here. 
<laughs> I thought you just yeah. needed a car. <laughs> and you didn't want to hire a driver. Does, oh, as does... we as we get in and get settled into this Airbnb, uh, Arch is going to take Blendon off of his shoulder and like put him on the table, let, let him run off onto the table, and then Blendon's going to go invisible and start running around looking for cameras. Ooh. Yeah, go ahead and give me a perception check. Uh, for me or for Blendon? Blendon. I was worried you'd say that. <laughs> Two <laughs> seconds. Uh, I think that's just a straight 16. Very well. As Blendon moves about the Airbnb here, uh, they do not find any cameras. Okay. So you, eventually when he comes back, you know, visible again, I just look at the group and be like, not being watched. Do you give Blendon Blendon snacks for good jobs? Uh, yeah, you see he reaches into his uh, one of the pouches that's made of just moss and leaves and pulls out a ball bearing and just hands it and just drops it. And you can just hear the, the gears just like just crunching on a ball bearing, like trying to break a jawbreaker before it's like small enough. <laughs> <laughs> that is one tough chameleon. Oh, Gio, did you want one? No, I think that... I broke a gear once trying to digest one of those. Are we doing the job today or to, this is kind of an out of character thing. Are we doing it like at, at nighttime? Are we doing it in the day? I guess it could be in character. Is there some sort of, I don't know, intelligence, wisdom, some sort of check that we can do to see how much we know about the habits of, like, because she's a pathophage, does that give her any particular sensitivities to certain times or whatnot? Or is she just 100% 24-7? Oh, but no, if we wait till nighttime, we can get her when she's asleep. She is a pathophage, but she is evolved from vampire. So, though as a pathophage, they can they consume emotions, they consume that. They can stand sunlight to somewhat, but not directly, right? So that's how she's able to go out to grand openings when her plays come out. And she's able to go out to galas and fancy events. Uh, she just can't stand direct. So, you know, sitting underneath eating cucumber sandwiches, underneath an awning or whatnot, fine. Um, but being out in the open, worse. What is the weather like today? Right now, it's slightly overcast. Uh, there was a bit of rain this morning as you guys flew in, but it is uh, it is early spring, so it's not quite cold out, uh, but you can still smell that uh, petrichor that it did rain earlier. Okay, so there's not going to be like bright summer sun that we can just lure her into. Correct. Well, there goes our plan. Yeah. We wait till nighttime when she's likely to be asleep. Or we wait a couple of months until it's sunny. <laughs> or we could just put this put off her until into summer, a right? And fly her into the sun. <laughs> Would work. I'm pretty sure that space travel isn't a thing yet. Invent rockets. Can we do a several year montage? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you guys are all really good roommates. It's been three years now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we should probably kill her. Should we do it at night? Well, here's the thing, right? Is that if she's a playwright, her schedule could be pretty wacky. Ar Arch speaks up and goes, she's on hiatus because of the strike. <laughs> oh, shit. Right? Does that make sense, right? Because you were talking about that at the beginning. <laughs> With the place in turmoil, you know that her estate is being guarded. She does have automated defenses, as some of the rich have done, in order to make sure that the pavos don't try to break onto their property and cause damage. Because as we've covered, property damage is the worst crime. Absolutely. Okay, here's it's another... Why? We're just here for murder. 
if we do another couple years montage, we start focusing on our own writing skills and we become a team of writers and we will start very low. We'll start writing for like soap operas, right? And then work our way up until we have enough renown that we could get a one-on-one -on -one meeting. I always thought about <laughs> writing a novel. That's pretty good. What is the lifespan? Oh, she's just a human. How old is she currently? Can we just do a montage of like that many plus? <laughs> Waiting for her to die. Yeah. The whole point is that she's trying to be immortal. We can't out. We can't wait her out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The problem with immortality is you just gotta wait it out. <laughs> okay, so I just looked in the dictionary what immortality was, and yeah, okay, now I'm starting to see the problem. <laughs> I'll still be around for a long time. The rest of you will probably die at some point. It's nature and yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure I can wait that long to get into the Uis. I think maybe we should just go back three years and do it tonight while she's asleep. What do you know about guards today? Uh, uh, Nothing? What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, is a is a pathophage, as a pathophage, would her guards be undead as well? Well, she's not undead, but right? No, she's vampiric. She is a vampire. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But one that is uh, evolved, evolved beyond blood and into uh, emotions. Okay. So her guards more than likely are mortals that she can feed off of, but they're ones that wouldn't experience fear or anger or things like that because they're being drained. To go back to our Colin Robinson. Who's just like my mother. It's not like a hard tonight thing, right? I don't know, how long did you book the Airbnb for? <laughs> <laughs> we got to check out by like 9 a.m. So we need to keep things rolling here. <laughs> Nine, oh shit. I have, I have to be back for game night in two days. <laughs> okay. Oh, but that's when the uh, album three tour, promo tour is out. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have the we have this Airbnb for like four more days because obviously uh, we got that concert we're going to. Obviously. But that night is also like that night's X'd out that day, that whole entire day, really, because <laughs> we're going to be rolling pretty hard there. And so we need to finish it within two days. That answers my question. All right. Uh, so I guess, can we be, do, have we done any research, I guess, beforehand, or would he have information before coming about like routines or where to best strike, or do we need to find that out for ourselves? Geo, you have learned the basic route of the outside guards. Most of them are decently armed, but they're all, uh, was it? Most of them are armed with kind of standard auto rifles, very light armor, uh, as they patrol the grounds for the most part. The heavy fencing and the automated turrets to make sure to deter most of the common folk that try to break in or do anything. You know the routes of the guards that are there. You just don't know the inside as well. Okay. We don't know the inside. Mm -hmm. I watched so many episodes of Cribs and they never, ever, she never let the crew inside of her, her house. So I have no idea what the inside looks like. Um, okay, right. Gio, you've been here for a couple of days. What have you managed to find out about her actions, her movements? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I've definitely been watching her place, some surveillance on there, asked around, you know, the local street kids and whatnot. And uh, what did I find out? I will tell you. Since the failure of her large party about two, three months ago when her airship was stolen, 
She has stayed relatively reclusive in the home. Uh, she's not been seen out and about. She hasn't come into the big city. She seems to be fairly inclined to hermit up at the moment. Okay, outside of character, holy shit, is this that? That's the same person? Yes. Oh my gosh, why did I not connect that early? Because I'm not good at names, that's why. But okay, <laughs> nice. Now I have a, some ideas of... Is it the kind of thing that we could pretend that we are law enforcement people investigating the previous crime and that would be our way into her house? You absolutely can. Yeah, I'm down. I was going to go a different route and say that maybe we're a film crew doing a special on the the heist. A true crime show about the crime that happened to her. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like she might... Well, I don't know. Maybe she would be more open to a film crew than law enforcement? Ribs. Maybe. Did you say ribs? Not ribs. <laughs> Were you thinking that we start a food company called Food? <laughs> <laughs> Said like a question. <laughs> we deliver just ribs to people's houses and they pay us. Okay, that's a great business idea. Is that an idea for this situation? Or is this like a, do you need investors? Because I would invest in that. We'll, we'll circle back later. Okay. Ooh. Good. With that, I, we've got so many ideas going on here, all right? Maybe we just pick one to try it out, play it out. Just need to get inside, and then we can probably be loud. You, <laughs> uh, If you guys are, a few things, uh, yeah, if you guys are attempting to sneak by, uh, there's definitely some supplies you can buy to get past the automated turrets. You, may, you still have to deal with normal human guards and things like that if you're trying the subterfuge way to get in. Probably, uh, probably a little easier, but it's going to rely on some rolls. Uh, so it just depends on what you guys would like to attempt to get close uh, to the pathophage before trying to take them out. Blend in can blend in, just say. Could we... Wait, how do you kill a pathophage? Is it a stake through the heart? Murder. Yeah, in this case, I mean, standard murder will work. They're just effectively immortal until murdered, right? They will not die from age but they stand, still can't be dealt with in any normal physical sense. Okay, first of all, if we ever start a rap group, then our first album has to be Immortal Till Murdered. <laughs> <laughs> second of all, can we... Wait, never mind, yeah. Never mind on the second part. There's no second part. So we're on... They're not called computers, are they? What are they? Data pads? Yeah. Yeah. We're on a data pad trying to register our name for a film company. Okay. All right. A filming crew. We got to make it look legit, right? So we have to have some sort of uh, credentials. And it, we, what better way than to to actually register as a film crew? Go and roll me a computer use check. Uh, ooh. So a seven plus eight is fifteen. All right, with a fifteen, you have a pretty average-looking website. There's not too much depth to it, but it passes a cursory inspection. If somebody were to look you up, and we need a name for our production company. Truth Seekers. Truth Seekers, oh shit. It's like the true crime. That's true, we are going in there as a true crime. Dang it, Arch, that's a great idea. As I'm even thinking about it for uh, Jeff's perspective is that if we do Truth Seekers and we end up actually uncovering that the repo company was a part of taking the balloon, then that could have blowback on them maybe at some point <laughs> or something, I don't know. Technically they legally took it, right? Geo. Yeah, they we're, we're not repo actually going to find answers. 
Oh, this is fake. <laughs> I was getting real excited about investigating a mystery. <sighs> That's fair. Uh, Finn, did you have an opinion? Uh, no. About what? What was the question? I thought we decided on truth seekers. <laughs> have we moved on from that? Yeah, let's you're move like, on no. From that. But about what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Truth seekers. Let's do truth seekers. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Stick with Very the original well. plan. The original, like, F plan. This is like, I think we're on F now. <laughs> F dot A7. <laughs> yeah. Revision three. <laughs> Very well. The Truth Seekers website has been created. We need camera and then hat for person on camera to wear. Because camera guy always wears hat. Are you saying the guy who holds the camera has the hat yeah. on Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And then one of us has to, at least one of us has to be the host, I think, right? There's the the one that stands in front of the microphone and says things like, what really happened here on January 32nd of 4021 at a, this is a normal break. day? <laughs> Until it wasn't. <laughs> what would happen later would rock the very foundations <laughs> of this quiet suburban multi-million dollar match <laughs> this... <laughs> there was yeah. next to the Myrtle and Fern funeral service building uh, there is a custom print shop where you guys can get truth seeker hats and t-shirts made yes. uh, this evening Excellent. yeah we absolutely go and do that this is like when we got those other shirts I mean nothing <laughs> what? Ah. <laughs> But yeah, it's not hard for you guys to pick up and purchase uh, cameras as need be. Now, if you guys want to decide who's camera guy, who's boomstick, who's host, and who's coordinator. Who had the highest charisma? Geo. Yeah, me in the game, sure. You should be the host then, I guess. You have the voice down. Hi, everybody. That one? Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I'll workshop it. Okay. I can hold bone. I can hold boom. We uh, attach it to my staff. That's true. You also would be a very sturdy camera. Like I imagine, we wouldn't need steady cam, right? I have to tilt down. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't have the angle quite. You're right. All right. So you're boom, Grox, Finn. Shall I be the camera guy? Yeah, I'll be the PA. We, we will have to be mean to you. That's fine. <laughs> Is it? Because last time we had to be mean to you as part of a job, you got, you, you kind of held it over our heads for a while. Yeah, I, I will do that again. But, you know, needs must. Oh, what if you're the director? I could be the director. Yes, I'll be the director. That makes more sense. Why would you turn up with a coffee boy and no director? That's just silly. Yeah. The combination coffee boy and director. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the director slash barista. <laughs> <laughs> Darista, you can just call Darista? Yes, it's a cross between director and barista. It's a portmanteau word. Ooh. I mean, there's also barrector. Barrector. Barrector Darista. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, great. So are we doing that at night? Or, oh, you know what? It kind of makes sense to do it at night, right? Or we could go in the morning set it up, talk to them, and, you know, work all the channels out. And then it's like, we come back at night because that's when it took place. And we want to we want to kind of do some recreations of 
what happened yeah. that night, you know? Yeah, so we go in the day, get permission, you know, like get an invite back, pitch the pitch the project, and then she'll be like, oh my God, yeah, come back later. Great directing director. Then under the direction of the director, you guys will head out towards the Del Rose estate. As you approach the front gate, you can see is shiny and new. Looks like it's been replaced since it was broken. The guard at the front will, of course, ask, who are you? What are you here for? It was a cold, dark night like tonight that we arrived. Oh, no, this is morning. It was a brisk, chilly morning that we arrived on the premise of the Del Rose estate. We were met with a guard who asked what our business was here. I told him what I'm about to tell him now. We're here to film a series on the mystery of what happened to the blimp on that fateful night of the party. The confused guard at the uh, sudden monologuing will, wait, what? <laughs> Go ahead, give me your bluff check. I got a 25. This front guard looks over there, looks over their clipboard, looks over their charts, makes a call in. Uh, I, did, did we, did we reach out? He makes the call inside and nobody can seem to confirm or deny this before you'll get the approval to move inside. As you guys move up the long driveway, uh, passing through the expansive yard, uh, you guys will see the automated turrets that are set up, watching over the fence corners and areas, where outside of it, even in this early morning, you can see the smoke coming up from burning hedron vehicles, the blaring speakers of seekers telling people to go back home as the protests and violence continues. But once you approach the estate and pull up, a valet will come out to take the vehicle from you. Perfect. Take it out for a wash, too, while you have it. Yeah, the uh, young Nilkin will. Uh, abso absolutely, sir. Okay, guys, am I getting the entitled part right? Like, is, that seems like part of the job, right? Thumbs up. Yeah, it's really good. Maybe you should call them pezzies. Is that the word you used earlier for the for the poor people? Was it pavos? I'm speaking in your Kyle voice. Pavos. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> this has turned into a Batman. <laughs> well, I'm not wearing uh. Hockey pants. <laughs> Cameraman, why don't you get some shots of the turrets and everything, the defenses they have here, just so that we've got that B-roll footage. Of course. And I do so. Right away, some nice Dutch angles. Getting real low. Do we have actual film in this? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, good, oh, good. Yeah, I mean, part of this is so you can record uh, Finn making the killing blow, right? So it cannot be contested or questioned when he gets into the Uwe's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Double. Yeah, that's totally why we thought that. That is true. They do require proof. And if I learned anything from watching a lot of vampire movies is that when you kill them, they dust. So kind of hard to prove. No body, no crime, right? If she's a vampire, will she turn up on camera? <laughs> I think they just don't show up on mirrors. We're about to make a really shit documentary. <laughs> uh, Riley, do you know what's inside of a camera? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all of my knowledge of this goes to what we do in the shadows, and they show up on cameras, and that's an <laughs> actual documentary. That's real. Fair. Real documentary with real vampires. But with that, as you approach the main front door, the expanse, what, oh, 15 foot tall double doors, that'll be opened by one of the guards here with an auto rifle as they allow the four of you entrance in. Uh, I guess what? Blend in is on your shoulder. Yes, invisible currently and okay. uh, not moving. Blendon is perfect for this kind of scouting mission because as a constructed creature, does not have any motion, so she can't really pick up on it and invisible even better. 
But you guys will be led through the main foyer past various art pieces that you can see on the walls into a large expansive room with a piano, uh, decorated marble floors before you will see Estelle Del Rose. A shorter woman, maybe around five foot-ish. She looks a little bit worn out as someone who has been hiding in here, hiding in the home for some time, as she'll approach. Eyes give off a faint glimmer for a moment as she asks, uh, what? I don't recall uh, agreeing to anything like this, but I am interested. Who are you? Estelle, darling, we're from the Truth Seekers. You must have heard of us, and we want you for our next groundbreaking documentary. It's literally the crime of the century. You might as well capitalize on the publicity that will bring you. She gets uh, a little flushed a little bit. You can tell like she's annoyed thinking about that time of, oh, that. Yeah, every cloud though, right, babes? I mean, I guess I, I don't understand why I'd tell anyone that I was robbed. She'll turn around towards Grox and is that rolling? Yes, uh, I, I may need you to, to sign a waiver to use your likeness. Yeah, she'll turn around for a moment and try to touch up a little bit before. Oh, well, of course I was distraught and uh, it was one of the worst, worst things that could have happened. This is why we need the Seekers and we need law to break down upon these people for what they're doing. And I really think that you can help us tell that story and get that message out there. Finn, go and give me a diplomacy check. Uh, you will do this with a bonus because, well, that appeals to her. Boosh, I got, oh, a seven. Yeah, with a seven, she'll, do you mind if I'm right back? I need to check on something. Yeah, can we just get some, like, establishing shots while you're sorting out what you need to sort out? Oh, of course, darling, darling. Stay, uh, yeah, please enjoy the, uh, enjoy the main hall. Thank you. Arch speaks up for a second. He's like, can everyone hold still? Be I need to get room tone. Can everyone be quiet? Don't, nobody move, please. And like five seconds later. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> that was such a boss move. Yeah, she'll drift away into another room, going through a door, uh, leaving you here with about four guards, standing at the very edges of the room, keeping watch on you all. And you can see high-end vases, and off to your right, you can see into an office room where there's various cannonballs, it looks like, displayed on the wall. Uh, there's a space where clearly a painting used to be hung, uh, but over on one of the walls, you see a large, ornate, and fancy scythe. A war scythe, as it were, uh, that is up and decorated. A gift, it looks like. Okay, you know she feeds off emotions. Can she, would she be able to tell that this is a lie? If you're nervous, maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, is that something we would... Is that something you would know as a undead hater? Um, I don't know. I probably have never encountered a pathophage before. That's true. If they're the fourth strongest, they're probably not super common. No. I'm just thinking, like, why don't one of us just follow her and shoot her? We'll everyone else distract the guards. Hey, can you sign waivers? If you're gonna be on camera, you need to sign this uh, image release contract. While they're all doing that, I mean, they're guards. They're probably dumb, so it's gonna take them a while to write their own names. One of us just follow her and, and kill her. Uh, Arch is gonna mention the director. I so some of these sounds are starting to blend in. Uh, do you think I sh we should? send, you know, into the other room to get room tone from that room so it doesn't blend in? Yes, absolutely. The blend in is a really pertinent issue right now, isn't it? With sound, yeah, always. Yes, I agree. You do whatever you need to do to sort the blend in. On that cue, blend in's gonna like climb off of my boom mic and like jump to a wall and then try and run towards where we saw uh, Estelle go. Okay. Uh, yeah, the guards, of course, look confused for a moment of, they keep saying that word, but it doesn't mean anything. 
Of course you'd think that. You're not in the industry, darlings. Fair, as they look at each other. I bet you know lots of guard words that we don't know, like dandin, rifle. Perimeter. <laughs> patrol. <laughs> Infiltrate. Subterfuge. <laughs> God. They're like, those are our words. <laughs> Blended will take off scurrying across the floor invisibly after Estelle. Blended will follow her as she goes through the door uh, into a smaller room that she does pull a book on the shelf, which opens up a secret door, which goes upstairs. Mm, secret door. Upstairs? Can Blendon get through before the door closes again? Blendon will follow her up the stairs as she walks up, opens the other end of the secret passageway onto the second floor, goes into the hallway and opens up a door in which there are two halflings sitting inside, chain-smoking cigarettes. There's empty energy, uh, energy drinks on the floor, a few old champagne bottles, as they are in kind of a data center, right? Both of them at data pads. They have various screens here watching the perimeter and seeing what's going on. Blendon will hear her ask to them, can you look these people up? Where did they come from? The halflings will, sure boss, got it. And they will attempt. As they look through data pads, they'll find a truth seekers website, but they won't find much more than that as they'll, uh, yeah, sorry, Mr. Rose looks like they're uh, pretty small. Looks like they're bought out by the ribs company. <laughs> okay, so they're they're not big enough to matter. No, it looks like they're still starting out. And she'll let them know that, well, if you find anything else, let me know immediately. I'll put them off for now. Uh, Blendin, standing in the uh, door frame here, will notice as Estelle turns around and starts walking back towards Blendin and towards the door to head back towards you guys. Okay. I don't think that I can command Blendin to do things when he's not near me, so I think he's just on his own, but I assume that he would come back as well. Is there a way of communication between the two of you? Like, can you hear what he hears type of thing, or do you have comms like that? It being a con construct, though, I would say that it wouldn't give you that emotional feedback, uh, but more so, like, when you meet up with it again, like, he can play back what it saw. Right. Yeah, so Arch is just relying on blend in to, to come back and, and report in what what he's seen uh but go ahead and give me a stealth for blend in as they have to stay both ahead of estelle del rose try not to get in the way so uh blend in rolls a total of 20. very well uh blend in does a good job staying ahead of estelle as they move down the stairs but does have to wait for her to open the doors of course in this moment as she returns back blend in scampers over towards you she does look like she has touched up a bit. At some point, though, Blendon never saw her do that, per se. Uh, maybe illusions or tricks of trade. But she will... I'm happy to sign the waiver. Is there a way to have you all come back? Or is uh, is now the best time? Well, I think now, ideally, would be the best time. As soon as we get those waivers signed, the sooner we can uh, start, you know, start work on this amazing project that's really going to boost, like, everyone's reputation. I'm going to step forward, too, during this time and be like, is there a problem? The studio hired me to come here and film this today. We are supposed to be filming today. You guys are a newer company, and I came here because of your relationship with Mr. Glandonfield, and uh, he said that you were very promising. Is there going to be a problem today? Are we not going to be able to shoot? Don't worry, uh, Mr. Bloom. Of course we will be able to film today. 
and I'm sure that uh, we will honour Mr. Blandonfield's trust in us. You've worked with Mr. Blandonfield before, haven't you, Miss Delrose? She smiles and will, oh, absolutely. I remember the first time I met them. There you go, that's just another thing that we have in common, working with such great industry contacts. Can I get a will save from all of you? The DC is 20. Or trolled in 11. 17. 18. Oh, four. <laughs> I'm fucked. With that, the scene shifts. For a moment, you are standing in the fine halls of Estelle Del Rose until all of a sudden, all of you are in the middle of a war scene. Uh, you're back to a culvert. You can look over and see Graja Shock as they are currently in their full kind of corporate attire gear as a member of a mercenary group fighting over disputed land. Uh, bullets fly overhead. And you guys know that the bunker ahead of you is currently being controlled by the red bandana. Ambaro Pharmaceuticals is sporting the bill. And if you can remove them, you know your debts will be cleared. You guys, all this seems fairly normal in this brief moment. What do you do? Uh, wait, uh, well, are we still, are we still dressed as film crew people? <laughs> Uh, looking down at your own shirt, Finn, you were dressed as a corporate mercenary. You can see the Velcro patch for the company that you're working on on the side of your shoulder that marks you as a paid member of Amparo Pharmaceuticals. And we're trying to take over the, this place or take it back. What was it? Correct. Stop this bunker of these red bandana members that have currently stopped progression of a mining operation out here in the mountains south of God's Face. The person behind you on the radio as they call out for you to advance Screams they are shot through the face, falling limp to the ground as blood pours out of where they once had an eye. Yeah. We can't mourn him. We've got to move on. We've got to go and take this bunker. Onward. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> as my mentor would say. <laughs> and I start charging with you. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like with the change of scenery and, and bullets flying, I would ready my hard light shield and crossbow in a low ready and and follow close behind or in possibly in front i don't know probably in front do i feel or remember blendon you do it actually that's what's weird the strange creature on your shoulder is grabbing at you and trying to pull though you don't know where is this invisible lizard trying to pull you to blendon seems unaware of the obviously horrendous situation you're in i have an ability called wild empathy mm-hmm it says a druid can improve the attitude of an animal. And I rolled a 16 to try and calm down the, what I presume to be the animal on my shoulder. Yeah, with 16, you know its name is Blendon, and Blendon is trying to like pull your helmet down, trying to keep you from going up over the edge with the rest of your crew as they're getting ready to charge the bunker. Do I feel compelled to go with them or? You do not. Do uh, I know these other people who are in this moment? Yeah, you recognize these people. You fought with them before. This is another job. In fact, once it's done, hopefully your debts will be cleared. You no longer will have to owe any money to the corporations that paid for your training and brought you here. But Blendon seems intent on trying to keep you from going into the fray. I still know I'm a druid, right? <laughs> <laughs> you do. Okay, so uh, I will cast Guidance on, on Finn, who went to Leroy Jenkins out of the... Mm. I was like, I'll keep, I'll keep them safe. Uh, as a machine, does did this all affect me the same way? So, Geo, you are immune to emotion-based effects as an android. For you, right now, this is extremely odd, as you are standing here in this fine hall. As Estelle Rose's eyes glow, as your friends right now are starting to run across this large hall towards a piano, 
uh, screaming Leroy Jenkins. Nice. Uh, <laughs> you can see her guards are lined up and ready to open fire as soon as they get clear of Estelle. I'm pretty close to her, right? I would have walked up to her as I was making a big deal. Um, so I would like to grab her and try and take her as a hostage. They never checked us for guns, so I still have my weapon hidden. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go into initiatives. I got a 17. Birch got a 7. I have also rolled a 17. Oh, I got a full. Oof. I don't feel so bad. Riley, as you go to grab onto her, there is a button on there for CMB, which is a combat maneuver bonus. Uh, that is your kind of interact, your grab check. A 20. All right, with the CMB of 20, you are able to grab onto her. Yes. She is surprised, but not entirely. As you do grab onto her, she mutters out that you don't seem to be paying attention. Oh, I see. My friends are running towards your guards, and you don't seem to be paying attention as I press the knife a little bit, a knife close to her throat. Kyle. Yes. As you're charging towards the bunker here, what are you up to? Well, I imagine I'm still in combat mode. I'm, I'm like ready to fight. And I'm, am I still seeing the bunker and the war zone around me? You are. Fantastic. Um, let's just fire a crossbow. Let's, I'm guns a blazing. Alrighty. Let's see here. Is that a 19 and nine damage at an, just any various enemy unit <laughs> that I see? In your charging stake, uh, crossbow bolt goes flying out, uh, striking into the red bandana member seems to be poking their head out from cover, hitting them to the shoulder, taking them to the side. Perfect. Nice. Well, I hope I hope that's a good thing. Arch, as as Finn is coming up out of the the bunker where we're running up over, uh, he's going to reach out and cast guidance on him as a way to try and keep his friends safe mm -hmm. uh, while not moving towards the the violence currently. Okay. And then Finn. Uh, okay. I can, well, I don't think I've got any weapons. <laughs> Probably just going to run to the nearest dude and twat him in the face. The red bandana member that your yep. ally, Mr. Steeltongue, has shot is surprised as you charge them and punch them. Yep. Go and give me a melee attack. 19. <laughs> Absolutely. The person who has just been shot gets clocked across the side of the face before they hit the ground, much to their surprise. We cut back to Estelle currently being grappled by Geo. With your knife at her throat, she will say to you that you don't have to serve the order. I knew they would come eventually, but you do much better than truth seekers. How about you give this up and leave? And go ahead and give me a will save. This is not an emotion-based effect, but she's going to try to mentally control you. There's a good chance this will work. A 14. And you do get a plus two against this, so you do get a 16. Okay. So you do get a plus two against mind affecting uh, but it does take hold for the moment. You do not feel like you need to be here any longer. Well, I guess the film isn't going to be working out, so I might as well go. It's up to you. I mean, basically, she's trying to get you to leave. While you're pondering that, though, Arch Blended yeah. goes to slap you. Do you want to give me another will save? As a lubricated tongue yes. will strike across your face. He <laughs> also has a bite attack, so... <laughs> it's, but yeah, Even... tongue makes sense. I rolled a 12 total. Okay. So for a brief moment, you do see uh, blood on marble floors. You see a piano. You see your friends pantomiming for a moment, I think. But 
that maybe that's just a flash of the explosion in the background as you're back on the battlefield. Okay. Geo. So I don't have a choice, right? I, I'm kind of letting her go. She has openly admitted that she kind of knows that you can see through this, but uh, is trying to get you to consider going away, however you wish to take that. Okay. But the will, so I lost that will save, right? Correct. So I need to like give in a little bit to, or uh, be open. I'm open to it is essentially what it is, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I can't leave my crew here. That's not right. So just let me gather them up, gather our supplies, and we can get out of here. I don't know why you're attacking us. You attacked us first. All right. With that, we go to Grabshashak. <laughs> <laughs> As you storm into the bunker for geo-watching, Grushok slams into the piano. I was going to ask, but I didn't know if it wa I wanted to break the illusion or not. But yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, all right. So you've gotten into the bunker. You can look out and you can see that there are bandana members all around. You can go ahead and give me another will save. Here we go. 17. Uh-oh. Is something strange happening? So as you find yourself currently uh, rolling across the top of a piano, taking control of this disputed territory. Uh, you do wake up enough to see Finn punching out one of the guards. You see Arch currently looks like arguing with Blendon, and you see Geo and Estelle Rose engage in conversation. Uh, the guard, though, to your right, does have their gun trained on you and will open fire as you are up on top of the piano. Uh, yes, a good position of concealment and cover on top of the piano. <laughs> but with an 11, bullets spray across, bouncing off your hard light shield as you are brought back into reality. Holy shit. <laughs> All right, so I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the real world. I'm, I'm real. I'm a real guy. You feel that accomplishment of having taken the bunker. Of course, that fades once you come back to reality. And as that fades when you come back to reality, you could see Estilda Rose looks more vibrant, looks healthier. Ah, see, I'm a little disappointed. Because, you know, the triumph of storming the bunker and getting in there and the thrill of combat and everything, that's all, that's like gone. But I'm in reality and there's there's a combat to be had right here. Probably shouldn't be telling the the um, emotion eater what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, I've, I've been fired at. I've been shot at. Um, am I close enough to engage in melee with the, the guard that shot at me? Yes, they're they're about 15 feet away. They're underneath the second floor next to one of the pillars here. Okay. I would love to charge. Excellent. Go ahead and give me a melee roll as you jump off the piano with the clang of All keys. Right. I hiss and I jump and I melee with 23 accuracy. Oh, absolutely. 23 will smash into their armor. Lovely. And what do you have as a melee weapon? I have a Gladius, a Corleon Gladius. Excellent. Go to roll that d6 plus four. Okay. I was typing it out, but uh, I suppose I should just click this. <laughs> Perfect. All right. I'm loving this. My lizard brain is just all that serotonin just flooding in there. <laughs> the guard here seems to have realized that you're not under the illusion anymore. Arch. Yes. So I'm still under the illusion. Correct. You're still on this battlefield, though you've noticed that your ally, Grashashok, has disappeared from here, and you can no longer see your ally, Geo. It is just upon oh. this strewn battlefield, the explosions in the background, with bullets flying overhead. It simply seems to be you and Finn. Uh, do I see any enemies? You do. There are five red bandana members closing in on your position. Okay. 
So I'm going to see all this and be like, I gotta even the odds. Uh, so Arch is gonna be like, just yell to Finn, like, close your eyes. And then gonna cast Flare on in front of the enemies as I see them coming. So it's gonna hopefully create a burst of light in front of the targets to hopefully like blind them or disorient them in a way where Finn can then get the drop on them. Okay. Uh, with the flare going off, Finn, go and give me your will save, as well as Arch. Oh, jeez, I got five. <laughs> I got a ten. So for Finn and Arch, uh, the Red Bandana members cover their eyes as the flare goes off, uh, as the battle continues. We're gonna win this. Finn, as you stand there cold on the mud-soaked battlefield, the man in front of you down, from where you clocked him, you see others approaching. Though, looking back, like I said, uh, for Arch, uh, Geo and Garshashok seem to have disappeared from the field. Hmm. Okay. Well, can't worry about that too much. Is the dude that I punched out, is he dead? Seems to be dead. Excellent. Uh, I'm just going to charge to the next nearest one and twat him in the face, too. <laughs> Very well. Continue with your twatting check. That is a 23 twat check. All right. So go ahead and roll your damage. That would be a five again. Uh, yeah, with a solid oof, the assailant stops for a moment, lowering their gun as they've been hit, but they are not out of combat yet. At the end of your turn here, go ahead and give me a will save. Um, it's a ten. You watch as the red bandana member pulls up their auto rifle, uh, coated mud, ready to fire at you. Uh-oh. As they do, though, since they are so close, as they go to shoot, you do get a free swing on them to try to punch them. So go ahead and make your melee check. Well... It's a four. I just like slap him <laughs> rather than a, <laughs> rather than a really hard punch. I'm just like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the cold, the mud. You, you aren't able to find a good spot for to strike him, but it does send his bullets flying wide as they uh, fire off into the sky and across the battlefield. Which was, of course, my intention all along. Naturally, uh, Geo. As you two are staring each other down, she will reach out towards the scythe on the wall as you'll watch as it will float across from the wall to her. But it is your turn, as she is now equipped with a weapon. <sighs> There's a part of me that's thinking through this and thinking, uh, I need, I feel like it's important that Finn kills her or something to get into the ooey and whatnot. Uh, but I, I can weaken her, surely. Uh, and so I'm going to use my, I'm just going to pull out my pistol and start shooting at her. Yeah, with the drawing of the weapon, the enchantment over you does fade away. Uh, as you go to shoot, though, she will get to swing at you because you are so close. Okay. Lifting up the giant war scythe that you can see with the various gears built into the back of it, she swings down upon you with a 24. <gasps> and she does 15 points of damage. But you can go ahead and take the shot. Gee, down to nine health. Okay, and then I, oh, uh, I rolled an 18 and did damage one. You do hit her for one point of damage as your bullet grazes across her arm as she strikes you. Don't beat yourself up. You're just trying to weaken her so that Finn can do the killing. It's fine. Brush a shock. You're engaged in combat with this guy as they attempt to fire upon you, this time striking. Uh, but Ooh. you do get a slash at them as shooting a ranged weapon in close combat does provoke. 21 to hit for six damage. Combined with the eight from before, as he lines up the auto rifle, putting it firmly in your chest and gets ready to pull the trigger, their body will go limp as you drive a sword through their chest as they drop to the ground. Ah, very good. Behind you, you can see the, the war scythe slashing across Geo as both Finn and Arch still seem to be 
back on the battlefield, never having left it. Just living our best lives. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it, lads. Take the bunker. All right. I've, I've, have I narrowly avoided getting shot or have I been shot a little? You have narrowly avoided being shot, but this was your attack of opportunity on them for using a ranged weapon too close. So you still have your turn. Oh, lovely. Uh, what, 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 what shall I do? Um, Vio is struggling with, uh, with his little combat there. Uh, and there, I'm sure there's other guards in the room. Mm-hmm. There are two other guards uh, in the room. What can I do for my friends? Not much, really. Um, snap them out of it. If you want to use their turn to try to shake them back, you can call out to them to try to okay. push on them to make another save. The DC is 18. Ooh, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Forget what I said earlier about taking the bunker. There's like uh, more pressing matters here in reality. So with that Finn and Arch going to give you another will save as your ally attempts to call you back. You can hear his voice calling at you somewhere on the battlefield. Um, 16. Arch rolled a 7. What do you mean? This is Riyadh, what? <laughs> Where did you yeah, go? Get off the radio. It's like the Matrix, man. Take the red pill. Though, Finn, you aren't able to quite wake up from it. And Arch, I'm sorry, you're still on the battlefield. Finn, your senses beyond that, your blind sense, uh, is starting to conflict now with what you what you visually are seeing and what you're feeling around you don't make sense. Between the fact that you swear you're on a mud-soaked battlefield, but somebody brought a piano here, <laughs> at some point you think you feel like there is a chandelier nearby over the sound of people kind of crawling through the mud, yelling. All the best battlefields have a chandelier. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't show up to a war unless they had at least two. Exactly. But finding yourself kind of with conflicting information, you can look over and see Arch is still here with you. That being said, it is Arch's turn. Okay, so can I attempt like a perception to try and see where that voice was coming from? Like pinpoint it? Absolutely. So I got a 23 for percepting where I heard Grox from. Yeah, so <laughs> amongst the, uh, the the bullet fires, the uh, the screams, the violence, everything happening, the flare going off, uh, though there are still Ribbon End members out there, you swear you heard Grouch's shock from maybe 15, 20 feet ahead of you, uh, calling out for you to wake up. Can I ask Blendon to bite me? Absolutely. <laughs> if you want to roll Blendon bite damage, I will give you that much damage as a bonus to your will save. Just a 1d6. Boom, so give me a will save, plus three. Okay, so plus three on the will save this time would be a 25. (laughs) Excellent. As Blended bites into you, you are in the middle of a rich person's mansion. There's blood all over the floor. Your robot friends engage with a pathophage swinging a giant war scythe. Uh, You see Groucheshock is currently yelling you to wake up out of it. As you see Finn is just beating the hell out of these guards, though. They seem a little confused about where they are, but the, you can tell that they're still acting like they're on the battlefield. You're like, ow, oh, thank you. <laughs> so you. Take the actual points of damage. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As, as Blendon gives you the uh, the robotic chameleon thumbs up. <laughs> they have thumbs. They have thumbs on their hands. They're good. Ben, it's a piano. Uh, that's pretty much it for my turn. I feel like. Ben, the conflicting information coming at you. What do you do? Um, I, okay, I notice Arch, like, trying to pinpoint the sound. Can I do a similar sort of, you know, I saw him trying to work out the sound and it seemed to work for him. Can I do a similar thing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what did he roll? Uh, perception. 
Perception. Surely you must have seen Arch just kind of pop out of reality where you're at. Just in the, on the battlefield, all of a sudden he's not there anymore. Yes. <laughs> As Finn is alone on this battlefield. Sorry, where is my perce- where is perception? Uh, it should oh, be on no, your st- found it, found it. All right, I was just being hilarious. Twenty-one. Uh, <laughs> Classic film moves. <laughs> Uh, but yes, with the 21, as you close your eyes and focus on your blind sense, you're able to get a different viewpoint of what's actually happening. And when you reopen your eyes, you're back in reality. Uh, there's still Ray. a guard ready to shoot at you, uh, as they will do so now. But with a 13, uh, you're hit in the side of the face with like plaster as bullets ricochet off, uh, damaging Excellent. the surrounding area. But you. Welcome are... back to reality. Bang. Oops, there goes gravity. <laughs> no. <laughs> As Finn comes back to reality, Estelle will lift herself up off the ground, swinging the war scythe in two hands down upon Geo. Uh, oh, jeez. With a 27, doing 12 points of damage. Uh, so now I have negative three health. Yeah, that's a good number. <laughs> <laughs> you will all watch as Geo hits the ground. Though able to talk, they are bleeding out. As you can see, uh, what? Are we going to go with uh, aliens, kind of milky fluid for blood? Oh, or do you want to go with yeah. something uh, more fun, like light blue or something from like hitchhikers? Or are we going with like a good old-fashioned oil? I mean, originally I was thinking oil, but both those other ones are so much cooler. Yeah, I like the idea of, well, my eyes glow orange. So maybe like, maybe it's an orangish color. Okay, a glowing yeah. orange fluid. Does that work? Yeah, as a neon orange fluid begins to leak out. You see the, the color in your eyes start to go down. Like it's like a gauge. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, I'm not doing so well. And uh, I don't think you can finish this movie without me. I'm the host. <laughs> I'm not ready to find out the truth after the truth that is life and death. shock. I'm, ha- I'm having some, some uh, like uh, weird... Uh, deja vu with like maybe a robot that got shoved into an incinerator that made me real sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm, that's weird. <laughs> well, I, I, I gotta, I gotta get in there. I gotta, I, you know, I, sh- I'm kicking myself for not getting in there sooner and getting in between Geo and the, the big bad. But um, I would like to get into melee range with her and hopefully tie her up so that. Uh, so that my friends can have some clean shots. How does this look? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I like this. I'm on the second floor, right? Is she down on the first? Uh, yeah, she is on the first floor. So I would, uh, shield bash would be cool, but also maybe just like the, the feet claws, just like jumping down, death from above, feet claws might not be as effective, but it is cool flavor-wise. Yeah, if you're gonna go for that Ganon stomp, uh, go ahead and give me a CMB to see if you can smash her and knock her down. All right, here we go. That is a 23 for the combat maneuver. Excellent. Yeah, with a 23, uh, as she lifts into the air, as she stabs into Geo, you're able to drop down and crash her into the ground. Uh, she still has her scythe in her hand, but she is prone, knocked off her feet, knocked out of the air as you are on top of her. Lovely. Already Arch. Still um, the Rose looks pinned below Grashashak uh, as Geo is crawling away, eyes flickering. If I attempt to heat like use the heal skill can i like stabilize geo it'll, it'll try and do that while getting in between geo and the fight that's currently happening 
perfect. Since she's on the ground already, she doesn't have a good access to be able to attack you for casting. So go ahead and roll a heal check. Or a heal. Go ahead and roll the amount you heal, which should be a D8 plus uh, three because you're third level. Ten points. Take it. <laughs> so negative three will now put you up to positive seven. Okay. I didn't know if I counted to negative three type thing, you know? Yeah. Arch is like, shouldn't you know how math works? So, yeah. As a robot, yeah, I should. Uh, but as as I start to stabilize, I'm like, you should see the other guy. I, I shot her, barely. Thanks, man. Yeah, you have to come to my next game night, so I couldn't let you die. <sighs> yeah, oh, yeah, right, yeah, that. I will definitely try to make it there. It, it feels like you're not going <laughs> to make it. Finn, you watch his arch. Uh, restores some life back to Geo as they're crawling away. But you can see that Estelle is pinned underneath uh, Groucheshock. How much of her is visible beneath his uh, scaly scaly hide? Uh, quite a bit. All of it. I mean, Cool. Is... Can I just go, like, curb stomp her in the face with my boot? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and make a melee attack roll. Uh... Don't you have, like, uh, ingredients yeah. and stuff that holy water and whatnot i mean i guess <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> throwing logic into this yeah i mean you, you did say you had all of your uh hunting gear that's true i'm just a bit confused from being on the battlefield okay i am gonna pour Absolutely. holy water all over my boot and then curb the face of it. okay well that that just sounds awesome uh but yes uh it still doesn't change the fact that i rolled a five <laughs> uh, so with a five, as you try to smash down upon her, she's able to pull herself away enough to not get hit with your holy boot stomp. I look uh, down but... and realize that I'm still wearing my slippers from this morning. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you has never changed at the Airbnb. Still in still in your yeah. jammies. Yeah. <laughs> They've got like bunny, bunny ears on them and everything. <laughs> All right. Estelle will attempt to push you off Groucheshock, with the strength she gained from your success at the bunker, she shoves you away. That's a tough lady. But it will cost her her turn to stand up and grab the site. So you are all now standing up here on the first floor, with the exception of uh, Geo, uh, which it is now your turn. Oh, sweet. Uh, this is, well, I don't know if this could work or not. Uh, with me being, you know, prone, her getting knocked down and whatnot, would I be able to sneak? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to use this turn to roll a stealth check, basically kind of crawl away behind one of the pillars here, behind a couch. Um, yeah. Though you are healed. Yeah, then next turn, her distracted, you could attempt a sneak attack. Okay, perfect. Uh, what do I roll? Stealth. Stealth. I got a 16. Alrighty. So for now, you successfully move behind the couch. Uh, she does not seem to notice you at the moment. Perfect. There is like a trail of neon orange kind of dripping <laughs> leading to behind the couch, but it's like, hopefully she doesn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of that uh, predator blood going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Grusha Shock, you are faced off against your enemy. Gladius in hand, shield in the other. Uh, they have their war scythe as she turns around to look at you. <laughs> All right. Toe to toe. We're both on our feet now. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll, I'll say to her. Enough with the mind games. Let's see how you handle that scythe. And then engage with my Gladius. Alrighty, go for it. Okay, I rolled a 21 for 10 damage. 21 absolutely hits, and 21 is her armor class, you could determine. 
from that oh. as you roll the exact to hit. So 10 points Lovely. of damage. The cut cuts across her, though it does heal a little bit. Um, it definitely leaves a mark. One of the guards behind that hasn't been taken out yet will take a shot at you, Crushyok, and with a 15, we'll bounce off your hard light shield. Arch. That is lucky. Uh, so Arch uh, sees all this, and he knows that he has, like, one bigger spell that he can try. It's like, I hope she doesn't like fire. And he'll cast Flaming Spear to send in her direction this giant burning globe of fire, uh, which can move up to 30 feet per round, and it can ascend or jump to strike on a target. So I wanted to kind of jump at her. Okay. Um, hoping that it lands in her space to deal the full damage. Alrighty. With a 15 reflex save negates, she gets a 9, and she's unable to dodge as a giant flaming <laughs> ball lands on her. So that would be 10 fiery, fiery burny damage. Excellent. And uh, she is vulnerable to fire. Ooh. I guessed correctly. <laughs> Uh, but the flaming sphere, does it uh, just bounce underneath her? Does it keep going past? Like, are we catching couches on fire? Yeah, I think it would land in... Well, it says if it if it lands on a target, then it stays there for the round. Okay, awesome. She will have to move next turn to get away from this flaming sphere. Hopefully it doesn't make it harder for anyone else. <laughs> uh, yeah, as she partially ignites, uh, screaming in pain, Finn. Um, oh, let me put that out with some more holy water. Gonna chuck some more holy water out. What a gentleman. I know, right? I'm just trying to do the girl a solid. Roll ranged. Ranged. 18. Uh, you will hit her with holy water. Actually, can I like swill it in my mouth and then spit it at her? Ooh, not a gentleman anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, as you spit out holy water all across her, uh, go ahead and roll me 2d4. 2d4. I got a three and a one. So that's okay. a four, maths fans. Though it's not a lot of damage, the important part about Holy Water is it does stop their ability to regenerate. Yay. So for this round, she does not recover hit points. But Estelle will swing the scythe with all of their might at Grashashok, so that way they can focus on the persons currently lighting them on fire and spewing Holy Water on them. With a 23 to hit, she will clip you Fitting. across the side with the scythe for 14 points of damage. All right. There's my hit points. 25, okay. All right, Geo. Uh, are there, there's still guards around, right? Is there only one yes. guard left? Uh, there are two guards. Two guards? Okay, do I have a, I'm behind the couches. I'm looking around and thinking, shit, they're raining fire down on us. Bullets, not literal fire. And uh, I probably want to take those out to help. Okay. That guard does not see you. <laughs> uh, Perfect. So you, you can surprise shoot him. Yeah. Are they on the second floor or are they on the first? First floor. There were ones that uh, Phil was beating the hell out of. Twatting, I believe, is the appropriate British Twatting, term. yes. <laughs> Perfect. Then I would like to shoot them from a distance. All right, go to uh, roll ranged attack. A 23. Absolutely. So, yeah, go ahead and roll damage plus your sneak attack. So that's a 17, a 2, and a 9? So 23 hits. Uh, you do two damage with the pistol, but you oh, do yeah. nine sneak attack damage. And so nice. this guard that uh, one of these guards will hit the ground as you pop out from behind a couch and put a bullet through the side of his face. Perfect. And it's a silenced pistol. So is there a chance that I won't be <laughs> spotted? 
um, so that I can like just pop up, do it, and then well, pop but back you, down. But you yelled sneak attack, so I think that kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sneak attack, Jenkins! So you can roll another stealth. You do have a minus 10 to this because you did pop out at that. But it okay. is to say that the, the next time you try to shoot, the other guy might be able to be like, I know he's behind the couch, but I don't know where he's going to pop up. Kind of like the dog <laughs> in Duck Hunt. Yeah, perfect. I got a 27 uh, on my stealth roll. <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah, so... <laughs> You are behind that couch. Uh, this is that classic scene where they will, instead of shooting at Crouch Shock, they're going to open fire on the couch, hoping to hit, hoping to do damage to you behind it. Um, I crawled away. But you have, yeah, you have full cover from this. And with a 13, there's just like stuffing flying everywhere. No bullets are getting to you. Uh, I'll take some of the neon oil that's, uh, or neon fluid that's gone down around me and put it on my hands a little bit and like spray it out and be like oh you got me <laughs> so that it seems like i died <laughs> go ahead and give me the convincing bluff check that would be <laughs> the dramatic android oh yeah. no i have Four been slain <laughs> 14 very well on the guards next turn we'll see if he believes this crush shock yes i have been struck i have been wounded i'm in combat melee combat um, I just want to keep her tied up so that uh, she can't get at any of my buddies. And so with a with a laugh, ha, 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 I will melee again. Where's my Gladius? There it is. A 26 and a 9. Holy cow, those are some high rolls. Yeah, no, you are a slasher crosser. Uh, she has to focus on you because you do not seem to be missing. And you keep doing a fair amount of damage. The furious lizard man right in your face. <sighs> We both have equally done damage to her. That's right. <laughs> Even amounts. We're totally the same. Even amounts. I had blanks, and so, you know, mine just, it was like a burn mark because it was so close, close range, but it, it's fine. Yeah, well, the stones on you, I mean, just going up against the crazy uh, phage, uh, what was she again? Uh, Pathophage. Pathophage. Going up against the Pathophage loaded with blanks. More like a psychopath phage, am I right? A, a screenwriter phage. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, whole immortality thing, it's just a phage. <laughs> <laughs> As the battle rages on between Grashishok and the Steldo Rose Arch, you still have control over your Flaming Sphere, of which she hasn't really been able to move away, because if she does, she'll provoke uh, from Steel Tongue. So you still have that to control, and then whatever else you want to do on your turn. Arch is going to like slowly move backwards, A, because fire and tree, uh, and B, because I don't want to be in range of her getting a, a, a hit in on the scythe. So I'm going to back away from it while keeping it on her and maybe just having it jump back up and slam back down. And I'm going to, Arch is going to, at the same time, pull out the 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 manuscripts, the, 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 the screenplays that uh, he brought. Be like, I had... I know how it looks, but can do you think you could sign these? <laughs> um, and then he's just gonna like set them down and be like, "I'll just I'll leave these, I'll, I'll leave them here." Uh, and then yeah, I guess it's gonna do the three d six damage again. All right, uh, she will attempt a reflex save to dodge out of it, but with another nine, she does not. So go ahead, and give me that full three d six. That's twelve damage plus her vulnerability. You can all see at this point, the flesh is burned, her hair is mostly gone, uh, though she's still building the scythe. She's not able to regenerate from the holy water that Finn poured on her. 
but she looks like she has now gotten to the point where she's burning up her internal resources to stay angry and to stay violent. Uh, no longer quite uh, as calm and in control. So she's just in a rage swinging at Rasha Shock at this point. That's a no on the signature then. For Finn, it is just your turn. Right, so she's in a rage. I imagine there's like a fair bit of like screaming and yelling going on. Mm-hmm. I want to yeet some garlic into her mouth. All right, go and give me a ranged attack. I like a full bulb. None of this like individual clove shit. Like a, like a garlic grenade, basically. Uh, 21. With a 21, you will absolutely hit her. Go ahead and give me a D3. A D3? So a D6 <laughs> and then divide by two. <laughs> so amongst all this in her anger and rage as all of a sudden she gets slapped in the face with a giant bulb of garlic uh, the smell of burning garlic fills the air adding a delightful aroma on top of the cooking flesh of this monstrous creature uh, but with her next turn she will attempt to get rid of Krausha Shock as she will swing with a 20 which is not enough to get past your defense stance as her scythe clangs off your hard light shield Ah, I'm very thick. <laughs> Stout and sturdy. Is that Geo? All right, let's do this. I'm behind there. Tried to pretend like I was dead. I rolled a stealth check, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and uh, so I want to do the whole, you know, we talked about the doc, duck hunter thing. So I want to try and like crawl somewhere else and then pop up and shoot the other, shoot at the other guard. That guard will get their perception check uh, to try to beat your stealth with a 22 though you have moved so you get a new check if you beat a 22 oh 24 all right they are not aware of you as you pop up to take the shot x but with an 11 uh it will go wide as they don't see where you're coming from but they hear the uh the silencer the as it breaks a vase next to their uh next to their arm <sighs> the dog wasn't always accurate either i think <laughs> All right, they fire back at you with cover from the couch, though that will stop the bullets because the cu the couch gives you a plus two, which makes it a 19. That's how you do it, boys. All right, crash your shot. Uh, the garlic-smelling, angry, violent pathophage wielding the war scythe in front of you is continuing its assault but cannot seem to get past your defenses. But she smells real good. <laughs> like burning flesh. All right, and she's uh, she's a little banged up. Wait, is anyone recording? <laughs> I was supposed I... to be the cameraman. Yeah, I assume you dropped it on the floor somewhere, right? Yeah, as soon as we went into the battlefield, I just dropped it. So all <laughs> we're going to get is like a sideways, broken lens. <laughs> they have a great video of you jumping on top of a piano. Yeah. <laughs> it's gritty. It's realism. That's right. I mean, I, I could attempt to lunge, kind of pounce, do like a raptor pounce, or I could continue with my sword play. She is sitting in a ball of fire. Yeah, she is currently on fire. I guess I probably don't want to jump into the ball of fire. <laughs> I will I will stay turtled behind my my hard light tower shield and stab at her like a true Roman centurion or Corleone centurion, whatever. <laughs> All right, with a 19, is that going to get through? I don't think it will. This will be the first time that you do miss. Fair play. Arch. Uh, Arch is, again, going to keep, you know, he thinks he still has to keep the, the ball going, but he's going to, you know, think, like, okay, keep the ball, keep the fire there. Uh, but then Blendon is going to, like, yell something in his ear, and all of a sudden uh, he's going to realize, like, 
oh, right, I, the rifle. And he's going to take his rifle, which he's had this whole time. <laughs> I always forget it's there. Uh, and I wanted to, if I still have enough action after picking up the rifle, uh, to aim at the, that guard that was shooting at Geo. Okay. Uh, so he's going to take stock and fire. Uh, accuracy of 12. All right, with the 12, unfortunately, it will miss the guard. Okay. Oh, dang. That's why I don't use this thing. Uh, but she did fail the reflex save. Go ahead and roll me that damage again. Another 3d6 for 15. Cheapers, howdy. That's a big number. All right. Uh, with 15 plus her vulnerability, though she's not dead, her pathophage body is still keeping her alive through anger and rage. Uh, she is unable to move as she has burned off so much muscle mass, skin, and flesh that she is holding the scythe on the ground. But it's gonna it's gonna be a while before she could regenerate or bring anything to it. Finn, if you've got a stake, I think now's the time. Is she running off uh, anger and rage? It is fueling her. It's keep it's keeping her from dying, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so presumably in the fight, bits of furniture and shit will have been smashed up. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna look around for like a, a wooden chair leg, piano leg, anything I can use as a stake. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can see that nearby. Excellent. Pick that up. Gonna walk over to her, and I'm gonna sing her a lullaby to calm her down, so she no longer has the rage. And then I'm gonna stab her with the stake. Very well. Go ahead and roll me that melee roll. Now, as undead being your favorite enemy, you do have a plus two to hit and plus two to damage with this. Uh, okay, a fifteen for melee check. So plus two, so seventeen, right? Uh, yeah. Sorry, seventeen now. Perfect. Then with that, Finn, uh, you drive the end of a, a broken off piece of the leg of her ottoman into her back, piercing her heart. What song are you Excellent. singing? Go to sleep, vampire bitch. Soon your life will be over. Calm the fuck down. Let your rage go and just fucking go to sleep, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, Estelle Del Rose uh, collapses with a chunk of the ottoman in there. Uh, your fingers burned and blackened a little bit from jabbing into this burning, angry corpse. Uh, her body funny. hits the ground, dropping the scythe as the last guard here snaps out of it. Oh, uh, yeah, because he's like a thrall. No longer in the mental control, we'll kind of look around at this burning from the inside, beautiful mansion. The, <laughs> the dented-in piano, the body strewn about, they'll basically start to leave unless you guys want to do anything with it. I think I'm just going to say, you're welcome, mate. Join us for tapas later. Other guards, everything's normal on the way out. <laughs> Croxishok is too busy raising his gladius and hard light shield into the air and going, <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Yes, and none of us got seriously injured or almost died. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. <laughs> Thanks, Arch. I mean, Blend Blended did bite me, but I, I think I think I'm okay. I think I'll be good. <laughs> I mean, some people are into that. We don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> but with the burning pathophage's body in the middle of this floor. I hurry up and pick up the camera. Oh yeah, can I, I'm gonna lie next to it and just, you know, pull classic white girl selfie face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling the camera and it's like, on this fateful morning, we came here to film a movie and instead we killed a <laughs> pathophage, a film crew becoming heroes. Wait, do we need this? We don't need this, right? Well, no, because what if they, they might make an episode about us and we'll be even more famous? Oh, you're right. 
Arch is gonna lift the boom and be like, I just need uh I just need room tone one more time. Can we just <laughs> quiet quiet on set? <laughs> Alright, I think we got it. I think we're good. Alright. As a lizard folk, I'm pretty good at holding still. With the flames starting to spread, you guys are able to leave the mansion. You will be able to stop by and see in her office, there is a photo sitting on her desk that does have a picture of her, as well as several other people. Another human, a Lykel, a Halfling, a Corlean, and an Illican. Finn, you're able to identify that there's a Steldal Rose. Next to her is a person that you know from the Uis, from the Order of Extinction, uh, that they had sent somebody after that had never come back, which was Madame Sangari, Uh, but there's still, supposedly, four more in their group. Oh. But that is a story for another time. As you guys head out from this burning mansion, is there anything else you want to do? Oh, before we leave, we definitely want to look for any unfinished scripts or, you know, anything that's uh, (laughs) (laughs) that could be valuable there. It's more for, even if we never send it out or anything, we just want Arch to be able to have it since he didn't get his signature. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah. Anything signed, I would I would like. <laughs> I guess what you'd have the one signature for her consent form that she would have taken <laughs> when she went up to the halflings that has the signature at the bottom, saying that you're allowed to film her. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. there's also an unfinished script too. Do you want the consent form or do you want the script? You got both. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. I guess you know yeah. we don't have to leave this here. We have we we can carry more than one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Blendon uh, like runs up to like the bookshelf and like goes to where the book is, like motions at me, uh, and I pull the book on the bookshelf. Like, oh, I wonder if these there were people in here. Are they are they thralls also? Thrall say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the two halflings sitting in the data center as you pop open the door as they watch. They're like, well, job's over. Uh, they'll pick up their pack of smokes. They'll sort through the various cans of. Uh, energy drinks and put the few ones that are not open yet in their pockets and leave. Well, I'll be a son of a gun. Great find. This has all the tapes, right? Are there tapes we can take? There are data pads here that you guys can loot and bring back. Yeah, and that way we're not leaving evidence of us killing this person because while I'm... Oh, shit. You guys, I just realized something even more important. We need to cover up all of this because we damaged so much property here. What was the oh, name shit. of the gang that robbed her the first time? The Red Bandanas. Oh yeah, okay. I'm just gonna, I don't know, write a little note saying, Dear police, we fucked this mansion right up and killed that woman. Lots of love, Red Bandanas, kiss kiss. We'll give you guys the solid ending of as you guys walk out to get back in the car, as the valet does not bring it around because they don't have to work here anymore. Yeah, us walking through and pressing the like lock button to try and make our car beep. <laughs> trying to find it. <laughs> you will see with nobody manning the automated turrets, uh, the pavos, the rioters and protesters here will be able to storm the gates and set fire to this mansion. Hooray! As you guys, All's well that ends well. <laughs> yes. As you guys drive off into the city That's with illegal. your footage, data pads, watching the most egregious crime ever committed, property damage. Eat the rich! And that is where we will end the section. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm super excited to say that we finally hit over 5,000 listens, which is really rad. So thank you so much for sharing and helping and all that other jazz. Uh, music, this episode, intro and outro were by Nihilor, Motion Blur, 
You also heard Lore, Throne of the Soul, and Forest for the Trees. Sound effects by Pixabay. All right. Happy holidays, everyone. All right. Bye.